December already? The year is quickly coming to an end, and at some point you'll probably find yourself making resolutions for 2018. You may have more motivation for some of the things on your list than for others, but the reality is you can't finish what you don't start. This episode is meant to give you some focus and a little boost. From family to career, motivation drives what we do or don't do. In this episode, Jeff Hayden encourages us to take small steps and use each success as motivation to the next step. Welcome, fellow entrepreneurs, to this episode. I have the privilege of speaking with ghostwriter, speaker, LinkedIn influencer, and contributing editor to Inc. Magazine and most recently the author of The Motivation Myth, Jeff Hayden. Jeff, thank you so much for taking time to talk. Oh, thanks for having me, Danny. It is my pleasure. Very good. I want to get right to it. Um, First off, pun intended, what was your motivation behind The Motivation Myth? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like to to think that every good nonfiction book solves a problem or meets a need. Otherwise, why are you not writing it? So... There's two basic answers to that question. The first side is that there are, I think, tons of people who think that motivation is some lightning bolt that has to strike them before they can embark on some difficult challenge or something that they want to accomplish. And so they wait for that, and it never comes. And so they wait, and they wait, and they wait. And so that's part of the problem. Uh, And then the other part is maybe you decide you do want to take on some big challenge. You know, you want to start a business. You want to change professions, whatever it might Mm -hmm, be, mm -hmm. and you get started, and within a few days, it doesn't feel like you're making any progress, and so you quit, and you know because you're not getting anywhere, and it seems too hard. And the distance from here to there, here being where you are now, and there being this ultimate goal, it just seems too far. So those are two, I think, very big problems that many people struggle with. So I flipped it around, and, and my premise is that motivation isn't something that comes to you overnight and stays with you your entire life. Motivation is actually something that you feed and create a virtuous cycle that gives you little drips of it every day. Right. So agree. So like, so like in my example of, you know, you've gone for three days and you don't feel like you're making any progress. And so you quit. Let's say you want to run a marathon. So you go jogging for three days in a row, you run your mile and you think, man, I can never do 26. Well, no, you can't do 26 right now. Right. What you have to do is just say, what is my plan? What is the process I'm going to use to get me to my goal? And then every day you work that process and you do what you expect yourself to do that day. And if you do, if if running a mile today was your plan and you do it, you feel good about yourself because you did what you set out to do. And that gives you the motivation tomorrow to come back and do whatever else is on your plan. And so in a way, you forget about your ultimate goal. You did set a goal, but then you kind of forget about it. And really your goal is every day to get up and do the things that you have set out to do that day. And at the end of the day, you feel good about yourself because you did what you planned to do. Um, You know, if you talk about happiness, there are lots of ways to be happy, but I think the, the easiest way to be consistently happy 
is to be able to look back at the end of your day and say, I had X number of things I wanted to accomplish today. Right. And I did. And I feel good about that. And right. So that makes tomorrow a much, excuse me, that makes tomorrow a much better day. So Very that's good. the problem I'm trying to solve with the book is we all have things that we want to accomplish that are, you know, large goals. So how do you get there? And it starts with flipping that motivation framework on its head and looking at it as a daily thing and not like some lifelong thing that you have a, a, a storehouse right. of. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually noted in one of your um, other interviews that you had with Kirby Hassman, Delivery Marketing Joy, um, I jotted down, we can be serial achievers. You yes. said, you know, you don't necessarily need to focus on one thing. What are a few tips for uh, yeah. people who maybe want to achieve, but they, they're just feeling stuck? Well, the, if we can talk about the serial achiever thing for a second, I think that's another barrier that gets in people's way. They think, okay, if I'm going to set out on this course, then this needs to be my life's work. Right. And it is possible to have a life's work purpose that encompasses many different avenues. So you may decide, hey, I want to start a business. And for 10 years, I'm this is my plan to get it to a certain point. And then you may decide at the end of that 10 years, you know, I've gotten to this really good place. I've got decent money. I've got a nice lifestyle. And I would like to, I don't know, maybe you want to go do mission work for two years. Right. That's a, you could stop and say, wow, you just wasted that earlier 10 years. But no, you didn't because that set you up to accomplish some other goal that you have. And you carry all those experiences and you carry all those skills and you carry all that stuff with you into your new pursuits. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's one other thing I think is really important. People think they have to just be one thing. And it is true that you have to focus if you're going to do something that's really hard, but you don't have to do that your entire life. And I think your life is infinitely richer if you set out to accomplish different things at different stages in your life. Um, So that's the that's the serial achiever part. And so if you think of it that way, that frees you up to say, you know what, I think I would like to do this. Right. And. I'm going to spend three or four years getting really, really good at that and, and wringing every last drop of fun and achievement and fulfillment out of that. And then at the end of that time, I may be looking around and say, you know, I would really like to try that. Right. And so right. then you do it again. So the, again, and then you'll be excited about that. You get to learn. You get to grow. You get to achieve things. That makes you feel good about that. That gives you that virtuous cycle of success equals motivation equals success equals motivation, which goes on forever and ever. Right. So I hope that answered your question. Um, it, it really is that simple if you think about it. Yep, yep. Um, you had an article on uh, Adrian Ballinger, and you were writing yes. about uh, ego. And I jotted yes. down a phrase that, I mean, it just stuck out to me, and I think it, it will stick out to some of our uh, listeners as well. You said anything you do that serves the greater glory of you is a waste of time. That that was, I mean, I, I had to stop and I was like, wow. <laughs> so how do you, how do we set up a project, a business, our craft, uh, work, family, you know, how do we set up to ensure we're, we're serving others and not self, basically so that we don't get egocentric? 
Well, that all that all starts with the Simon Sinek. What is your why? Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. where, you, where you sit back and say, okay, why am I really doing this? And if it is just so that you can look good, the the example I think I used in that article, I, I used to write a column for my local newspaper. And I didn't get anything out of that other than the fact that sometimes people at the grocery store would recognize me and say something. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember <laughs> reading I thought, that. And I thought, okay, is that the best use of my time? <laughs> Just that right. Pat me on the back. Right. Um, so and I so I think that, but there's tons of things like that that we all do. Yeah. You know, you serve on a committee because you think it makes you look good, or you do this stuff, and and yet if you take a step back and say, okay, who am I actually serving here? Mm-hmm. Am I serving myself? Or am I serving some other person? And almost, uh, I can't think of an instance where serving yourself is more fulfilling or gratifying or makes you feel better about yourself than serving someone else. Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. cannot think of an instance where that happens. So if you just sit there and say, what is my why? And then you identify who that why is for. it, it It gets really clear cut if you do that. Right, right. Now I'm just curious and probably some of our listeners would be interested in, in knowing some of the behind the scenes. Do you have a morning routine? <laughs> Something that helps uh, you get a good start to the day? Yeah. What I, what I try to do is I think, I think for all of us, let's say you're running a business. There are two, three, maybe four at the most things that tomorrow you really need to accomplish. There's a lot of other stuff you can do, right. but there are a handful of things that you really need to accomplish that will drive your your business forward. And maybe that's for your employees, maybe it's customers, I don't, whatever it is. Those are the things you have to get up and do first. So for me, I get out of bed and my commute is two flights of stairs. Um, <laughs> so it's a pretty simple commute. Right. But I, I am sitting at my computer and working within 10 minutes of getting up. Wow. And that, that works for me. And I've laid out the night before, you know, what am I going to start with? And I don't just know in my head what it is, but, you know, I've got that set up. I've got any materials I need sitting there waiting for me. I, I try to remove all the barriers or distractions that would keep me from doing what I think is that most important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then when you sit down, that's all you have. And then if you do that and you check it off of your list and it was something truly important, we're back to my virtuous cycle again, but you feel good about yourself because like, all right, I knocked that out. That's awesome. And that gives you the motivation to say, okay, what's next on my list? If the first thing you do is, you know, check a bunch of emails that aren't urgent, see what's happening on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, all that other stuff. If you do that, you've created this, you've, you've put yourself in like first gear, right? Right. (laughs) It's really hard to to shift into a new gear, but if you want to start and accomplish something, then you're in fifth gear and you're rolling and it's almost hard to give in to the distractions at that point because it's really fun to be accomplishing things. Right. Right. So that, that makes that sense. Works for, that's what works for me. Cause I can be, you know, if I don't start the day well, it's really hard for me to get the rest of the day going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> makes sense. But makes if I sense. start well, it's almost hard to stop. Right. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. For anyone still wondering an entrepreneur is a person who is intentional about keeping God at the center of their family and career. Hi, I'm Danny. Entrepreneur is a weekly web series that you can use to help you live God's way at home and work. Daniela, my wife, and I have been participants in this work-life balance stuff for over 13 years, a journey that has taken us from the mundane to the miracles, the dearest of which are our two boys, Levy and Seth.
what's your take on uh, on work-life balance? I mean, some people say it exists, others say it doesn't, others say let's name it something else. What's your take on it? How do you approach it? Wow. Um, <laughs> that, that's, a really, that's, wow yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and I think the answer is often individual. Yeah. I, I do think there is such a thing. Um, what I think the happiest people that I know that are also successful are people that have found a way to integrate the personal in with the business. Mm -hmm. And so like in many of your listeners cases, there are people who, you know, are starting businesses or running business, but they also have a faith component to it where they are trying to do a greater good. Yes. So that, that allows you to have a little bit of that blurring of that line between work and life because work is part of your life. Mm, so good. if there was good. a better way to put it, it would be, you know, it's all just life. And you <laughs> yes. need to construct your life in a way that best serves what you're trying to accomplish, both professionally and personally and spiritually. And you you get to be the architect of that. And if you sit back and say, what am I really trying to accomplish and what things do I need to do to ensure that happens? then a lot of that artificial construct of work-life balance kind of goes away, Right. I think. Yep, yep. Now, and So for me, like, like what I'll do is, you know, because I have a, a decent platform and I write for Inc. and, you know, I, I have a reasonable audience, yeah. I can blur some lines with that because, you know, I, I can go off and learn something and it helps me professionally because then I can write about it or I can go yes. experience something yep. and that I've always wanted to do and then I can come back and write about it. So it's, I, it took me a while to get to that point, obviously. Um, but that was one of my goals was to say, you know, how do I, how do I let my work support my life instead of just working to work? Right. Speaking of getting to that point, like you mentioned, why now the book, the motivation myth, why now as opposed to earlier? Uh, part of it was, um, that I'm, that I can appear to have a very large ego, but inside I'm very insecure. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was convinced that no one would really be interested in what I had to say. I think a lot of people um, could actually connect to that, to what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, and even though, I don't know, I average 2000 reader, 2 million readers a month or so on Inc. Mm-hmm. I mean, and on LinkedIn, I do really well. So I, you know, by all objective means I could say, wow. I have a pretty good audience. Inside, I was still thinking, nobody wants to read anything I wrote. Wow. <laughs> you know, interesting. That of that. That's very so interesting. I, I actually had, agents had been contacting me all along saying, hey, you should do a book. And then a, a lady contacted me. And instead of that standard pitch that feels like it could have been sent to anybody, it actually felt personal. And for some reason, I connected with it and thought, you know, she seems like a person I could work with. <laughs> and so we talked about it and we moved along and, I created a book proposal and wow. it was very different than most book proposals because <laughs> right. I didn't want to be like everybody else. And she shopped it around and brought me up to New York for two days. And we met with, I don't know, 14 publishers, um, all of who were interested in me. And I, they all bid and I picked the one that I really liked. And, and it's funny because I spent that two days feeling like, wow, I'm somebody. <laughs> and then I got home and I looked around and said, Nah. <laughs> that <was illusion. laughs> back, back to reality. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like an illusion. So, you know, I, I think like a lot of people, you know, you, no matter what you've done that you've 
think is good or that other people tell you is good, there's that part inside of you that says, you know, I really could have done better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that kind of keeps you in that insecure place. But at the same time, that also drives you to keep improving. So I'm yes. not sure that's such a that, bad thing. No, that is a good balance. That's very well as said. Long as very not, well as said. As long as it's not paralyzing. Right. Right. Very well said. Uh, last question here. Who or what motivates you? You know, during downtime, planning time, during you time, where do you go for inspiration? Um, I just, I really like to, I really like to try things and I really like to learn things and I really like to achieve things. And I, the best way for me is to never compare myself to other people because mm-hmm. that's, you always lose because there's always somebody better. But I, it's fun for me just to start doing something and then look back after a few weeks and say, wow. You know, I started over there and now I'm here and that feels really good. But you have to find a way to stop comparing yourself to everyone else or else you will always lose and you will always get demotivated. So how you do that is, you know, up to the individual, I think. But the best way, again, is to set a goal and then say, what's what's my plan to get there? And then just work your plan. And if you just compare yourself to your plan, you're going to feel really good about yourself. Yes. So yes. that's, I just, I just enjoy meeting people doing stuff. I mean, it's great to talk to you. Thank um, you. So it's, I mean, that's, isn't that what life is? Yeah, exactly. Try, trying to somehow move forward and, exactly. and maybe do a little good along the way. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Can we get a little sneak peek into the book? Maybe a, a take home phrase, a one liner, main point, uh, you know, for the professionals out there, the parents out there. Uh, the business owners. My one of them would be, and that that would especially be with say kids. If you're a parent, yep. And if your kids say, because we have four kids, and our last oh, nice. one is in, in college now, so wow. the house is much emptier than it used to be. <laughs> um, but but that's what you raise them for, right? Yes, so that yes. They run off and be independent, and, yes, and be happy people. Uh, so the thing that I would say, if your kid says, hey, I would really like to do this or I would really like to become something, you don't have to say it quite this harshly, but what it boils down to is, okay, don't tell me your dream, tell me your plan. Uh, because that's that's what's going to get you there. The dream is just a dream. It's mm-hmm. just like ideas. I, I always think ideas, the word idea should be a verb <laughs> because if you have an idea and you don't act on it, then it's just a dream. Yes. It's nothing. Yes. So if you don't execute, and the same is true with like if you're the kids, support the dream, but really work hard to help create the plan and support the plan because the plan is what's going to get them there. Wishing and hoping is never uh, a successful strategy. Very well said. Very well said. Well, um, in your own words, I checked off something on my list today, and uh, it feels good. <laughs> so I'm basically applying your principle. Um, yeah, I'm really glad. I'm really glad I got to talk to you. I, same here. You same here. Cool same here. Um, and I think our listeners will get a lot out of this. Um, although it's been short, it went went quickly. Um, again, folks, Jeff Hayden, ghostwriter, speaker, author, LinkedIn influencer. Look for the book. When, when is it? January 9th? January 9th. It's uh, Penguin Random House, and I I told you I had a bunch of publishers to choose from, and they I am very glad that I picked them. Very that nice. makes a perfect place for me. Very nice. Well, I wish you all the best with Thanks, that sir. and everything else and all your other endeavors. Thank you so much again for taking time to talk. Yes, sir. Okay, all the best. Take care.
thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, insight, or comments, or would like to collaborate with us, contact us by visiting entrepreneur.com. Until next time, at home, at work, keep the fire burning.